copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars. Road guest 161. Be on the lookout for the following described man wanted in connection with a killing at 817 East 3rd Street. Described at about 60 years. Wears mustache and Van Dyke. Has black hair, squint eyes. Weight 160 pounds. Dark complexion. Was last seen near 817 East 3rd Street. This man is armed and dangerous. That's all. As the buyer of approximately a hundred dollars worth of gasoline a year, you are naturally interested in getting the most for your gasoline money. We try to respect this attitude. So we make no claims for Rio Grande gasoline which cannot be fully supported. When we tell you Rio Grande cracked gasoline starts quicker and develops more power per gallon, we explain that this is because of the patented Sinclair cracking process used exclusively in this territory by the Rio Grande Oil Company. This famous process trips gasoline of slow-burning fractions. It cracks or breaks up the remainder into tiny atoms that burn more readily and more completely, thus giving you greater power and greater mileage. Then we point to the one group of motor vehicles that give gasoline its supreme test. The police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment of our cities and counties. More of these cars use Rio Grande cracked gasoline wherever it is sold than any other brand. We challenge you to submit a stronger testimonial than that. And we challenge you to name a gasoline for which claims as reasonable and logical and convincing are made. Try Rio Grande Crush, the gasoline of police car performance. See for yourself whether or not you get the same flashing responsiveness police cars get. Make a test tomorrow. See your nearest Rio Grande dealer. Once again, it is our pleasure to present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Chief Davis. Good evening, friends. Tonight, you will hear a story that illustrates in many ways the danger of allowing radical indigents to roam loose about the city. You will hear how one of your finest police officers lost his life because he was lenient and tried to give a suspect a break. The story of Isaac Wolfgang, alias Fred Edwards, is just one of the many cases we have of this same type. The only difference lies in the fact that he went a step too far and killed a man. In doing this, he made a mistake. A mistake that brought the entire police force into sudden action and cost him man's most valuable possession, his life. downtown Los Angeles, November 4th, 1922. Merchant fire dispatch officer H.A. Rude's attention is suddenly attracted by a cry of stop thief. The sound of hard shoes pounding on the concrete sidewalk ahead of him. Looking up, he sees a man disappearing around the next corner at a dead run. 
Another man in pursuit. Joining the chase, he overhauls the second man, recognizes him as the watchman from a nearby building, leaves him behind. For three blocks, the mad race continues. Then, at the corner of 3rd and Alameda Street, Officer Oliver Dinsmore spots the fugitive, joins the strange pursuit. Two blocks later, the two officers apprehend the breathless suspect and bring him to a halt. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. I'll give it back. You're right there. You give it back. And that's not all. It's only one bottle of milk. That's all I've got. I don't care whether it's one bottle of milk for the Bank of Italy. You stole it, didn't you? Yeah. I only wanted to borrow it. Sure, I know how it is. I'll buy two cases, Captain, before I tell you, Harry. That's three blocks, I think. Far enough, anyway. You seen take this milk? No. No, that old Watson down by the warehouse caught it. I heard him yelling, and I joined in the front. I see. Well, come on, let's take a walk down to the station. I think the best sergeant can handle this. You're going to arrest me for just buying one bottle of milk? I told you I'd give it back. Sure, they all want to give it back after it's too late. Come on, get moving. So the milk-stealing individual, accompanied by Officer Dinsmore and Fire Officer Lude, starts a more leisurely trek. This time in the direction of the police station. For two blocks, the three walk in silence. Then... Hey, I got something I want to ask you. Go ahead. You want to get sore? I don't know. Suppose you ask me and find out. Well, uh, uh, I live out here in this block. I got a room in a hotel. So? I wanted to know. Can I stop for a minute and get something? You won't need anything where you're going. The city supplies everything. But, but I want some money. Money, Yeah. You got money, what's the idea of stealing that milk? I don't know. I, I, I just did it, that's all. I didn't mean anything wrong. Well, I don't think your idea is so good. Leave your money where it is and you'll have it when you come out. But you see, if I go to jail, I won't get the job I was going to get. I start tomorrow. It means a lot to me to get that job. I don't know. It doesn't sound right to me. I think you're trying to give me a stall. No, honest. I got to have that job. And if you let me get my money, I can bail out. Come on, give a guy a chance, will you? What do you think, Harry? Sounds like it might mean it. I do mean it. Come on. Ain't much to do for a guy. All right, I'll take a gamble. But I'm telling you right here now, if you try any funny business when we get up there, it's going to be tough on you. But I won't play. There won't be any funny business. All I want is to get that dog. All right. Show me the hotel and we'll go up. Officer Dinsmore follows his prisoner into a small looming house. Up a flight of narrow, unlit stairs to a room marked eight. Then, while he and Rude stand at the door, their man walks to a dresser across the room, opens a drawer, fumbles a moment with something inside. Suddenly he whirls, faces the two men. A snub-nosed, marked automatic clutched in his right hand. As Dinsmore and Rude start falling. Get ready, or I'll let you have it too. Are you Somebody call the police. Do something. Get a doctor and go up to room A fast. I'm going after well, that. What's it all about? What's going Get on anyway? Get a doctor and stop asking questions. There's a man up in eight with a bullet through it. But when Rude reaches the street, there is no sign of a vicious gunman. And after a quick search, he returns to room eight. Tries to stem the flow of blood from Officer Dinsmore's wound until the doctor arrives. Take it easy, Oliver. 
Gonna be all right. The doctor will be here in a minute. Thanks. Hey. The burns, boys. Hey, I, I called the police. I guess that's about all I can do. I seen him. I seen him running down the stairs. Know who he is? Yes, his name's Edwards. That's about all I know about him. Did you tell the police that? Oh, they they, they didn't ask me. Anyway, I was too excited. I, I couldn't even think yeah, right. Yeah, that's fine. Now, listen. You'd better go down and stand by for the police. When they get here, bring them up on the run. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. stay here with Vincent. All right, I'll do that. Harry. Yeah. Can you imagine a, a guy doing that? Over a bottle of milk. Don't call it, Donovan. Just take it easy from the doctor. The doctor can't do any good. I know. You're crazy, fella. Everything's going to be flaked. All you got to do is relax. Yeah. Relax. The slug burning a hole inside the head. Just relax. <laughs> Officer Dinsmore's words through clue. When a few seconds after the police ambulance arrives, he dies. Immediately, Detective H.H. Klein, head of the Los Angeles Homicide Investigation Squad, throws every available man on the force into special duty, then questions the witnesses for the shooting. You saw the actual shooting? Yes, sir. I was with Dinsmore when he made the arrest. And you could identify the man if you saw him again? Absolutely, again. Now, where's that other fellow, the one who called in? Oh, uh, that's me, Captain. Uh, I seen the fellow running down the stairs, and I, I tried to stop him, but somehow he just got by me. Oh, how'd you try to stop him? Well, I, I, I yelled at him, and uh, I was going to grab at him, and... But you changed your mind, huh? Right? Well, you see, he was waving a gun, and he looks uh, kind of crazy. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Never mind about the details of what you thought. You get a good look at him? Oh, oh yes, sure. He was right in front of me. You know, it's a wonder he didn't shoot me, too. I tell you, it was a mighty bad situation for a fellow to be Did in. you recognize him as anyone you knew? Oh, he lived here. I, I told this other fellow here that his name was Edward. Oh, that's right. Do you know anything more about him? What he does, if he works, anything that might help us to find him? Well, no, sir. I'm sorry. That's, uh, I guess that's about all I know. Oh, say, maybe Mr. Uh, Devron could help hmm? me. Who's he? Well, he, he's the fellow that rents these rooms. He's the proprietor, you might say. Well, what does he know about it? Uh, well, I don't know if he knows anything about this, but, well, he, he might know more about that Edward. No, all right. Suppose you go and find him, huh? Tell him I want to talk to him. I'll be in the room. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, I'll, I'll do that, right? Mm, come on, boys. Let's look that room over. Might get a lead. Accordingly, Detective Klein and his men proceed to the death room. Begin a minute search of the killer's belongings. And in an old, battered trunk in the closet, they find a surprise. Hey, will you get a load of this? Hmm? What's that? This bird must have been planning a revolution or something. Look in here. Hmm. Looks like dynamite. It is dynamite. There's Captain Fuses here to go with it. All right, Jim. Come on, gather it up and we'll take it in with it. All right. Well, I've got through everything but this jet here. Dynamite, but jewelry. Hey, this guy's no amateur, whoever he is. Hey, hmm? uh, pardon me, but if you want to talk to Mr. Devlin, he's here now. Oh, oh, it's you again. All right, come on in. Hey, yes, sir. Uh, this here is Mr. Devlin, the one I was telling about. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. 
How long do you have this man living here, Mr. Devlin? Well, quite some time. A month or even more, maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you know about him? He didn't associate much with me. Uh, I think he was working at some tree planting place. Do you uh, remember the name of it? Well, I think it was the Wheeler Tree Planting Company. Only, uh, I'm not sure whether it was tree planting or erecting. One or the other. <laughs> of course, there's not much difference. Uh, what's that, sir? Uh, uh, never mind. It was merely a remark. Oh, hey, Jim. Yes, sir? Uh, get on the phone and see if you can locate a Wheeler Tree Planting Company in the city. And if you don't find that, try and uh, wrecking company. Let me know as soon as you can. Yes, sir. I'll get right on. Now, if you could give me a description of this Edwards. Uh, I have a general one already, but maybe you could make it clearer. If you have any scars, any outstanding things such as a limp, anything would help us in recognizing them? Yeah, I don't think so, sir. Uh, I saw very little of them, like I told you. Mm, all right, thank you. Well, just our best bet is to run down this wheeler outfit. You're uh, sure the name is Wheeler? Well, why, uh, yes, sir. Why? Mm, just wondered, that's all. Thought maybe you might be confused about the name as well as the business. <laughs> you uh, see what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. A search of the telephone book reveals a Wheeler Wrecking Company at an address on Monita Street. But upon inquiry there, Klein discovers that it's closed for the day. From the watchman, he learns the phone number of the owner's home, and with this in hand, loses no time calling. Hello? Is this uh, Mr. Wheeler? Yes. This is Klein of the Los Angeles Police. Yes. I understand you have a man by the name of Edwards working for you, is that right? Edwards? Yes, I have a friend Edwards who doesn't work for me. Uh, when did you last see him, Mr. Wheeler? About 20 minutes ago, maybe less. He was there 20 minutes ago? Yes. What's all this about, anyway? Well, I haven't time to explain now, Mr. Wheeler. Just see where you are until I get out there, will you? Yes, of course, if you say so. Uh, what's the address out there? Well, 27, 20 Hoover. Uh, 27, 20 Hoover. Uh, good. I'll be out there in five minutes. And please, Mr. Wheeler, this is a matter of great importance. If Edward comes back, stall him. Make some excuse, but don't tell him of this call, you understand? Yes, sir, I guess I do. Uh, good. Now, don't let anything slip. the first real lead since the shooting, Klein calls Captain Robard at headquarters. Tells him to have men sent out to cover the Hooper district, then rushes to the address himself. He is met by a considerably confused and upset gentleman who says he is Mr. Wheeler. Oh, that's all right. Now, just a minute, Mr. Wheeler. I realize that you must be anxious to know what all this is about. And I think it'd be better if we talked in the house. Yes, of course. I, I'm sorry to have been so rude, but you see, everything is so strange. I... I, I mean, Edward's actions, and, and then, of course, your, your phone calls. Mm-hmm, of course, I see. Well, suppose we go in, and I'll uh, I'll tell you all about it. Huh? Yes, certainly. Uh, certainly. Come right in, Mr. Clark. In here. Now, please tell me, what is it all about? Mr. Wheeler, we believe that the man who calls himself Edward just shot and killed a police officer. Good heavens. He was arrested for stealing a quarter. And when the officers showed him a little consideration by going to his room with him, this man turned and shot him. He died a few minutes later. Fred Edward Hiller. And then, why, I was talking to him right, right here in this room less than an hour ago. Well, that's the reason why anything you can tell me now is of such importance. What did he say when you talked to him? Well, he came in and he, he, well, he was very excited. He, 
He hadn't been in a, in a little fight. Was he bunged up? Uh, yes, he was. He had several small cuts and bruises on his face. Mm, go ahead, Mr. Wheeler. Well, he, he said he'd been in a fight and, and that he, he needed some money for a doctor. Did you give him any? Yes, I, I owed him $15 in wages and, and I I gave him that. Cash or check? Yeah, cash. Mm, well, that's too bad. Well, how, what did he do then? Well, he said he was going to a doctor's and that he'd be, be back tomorrow. Well, I, I guess he won't be back now. Well, no, not voluntarily. And, Mr. Wheeler, will you tell me what he was wearing and give me as complete a description as you can? Of course. Now, well, let me see. As I, as I remember, he had on a, a blue shirt and it was open at the neck and he had a, a dark suit. I know. I think the coat sleeve was torn. Yes, it was. It's the right one. Mm, well, that's good for identification. Yeah, now let me see. He, he was a dark complexion man. He wore a mustache and a Van Dyke and... The guys were sort of empty and the police calling all cars, attention all cars, all points, Borton, number 66473, wanted for murder, one Fred Edwards, weight 160 pounds, a foreigner, swarthy complexion, walked with a stoop, has black hair. Black mustache, sandbag beard, wearing a dark suit, blue shirt, high top black shoes, medium build. This man is armed and desperate. All points take notice. Los Angeles Police, Captain Wilbur. And in the office of the Radical Squad, Detectives Evans and Lane scan this new bulletin. Hasten to Captain Wilbur's office. You want him to see me, man? Yes, sir. I think I know this fellow described in this bulletin. Edwards? Yes, sir. This description fits the man we've been watching in connection with some bombings around town here. The only difference is the name. What name have you got? A wolf gang, Isaac Wolf Gang. We've had him under surveillance for some time. Lane here and I think he was connected with that Southern Pacific track dynamiting. Hmm, that fits all right. Klein and the boys found several sticks of dynamite and everything to go with it in his room. That's the fellow, all right. I'll tell you what you do. Get out and see if you can get a trace on him. Lay aside anything else you're working on now and get on it. I'll get another bulletin out with this wolf gang alias right away. Right. Come on, Lane. Let's go. So efficient wheels of the Lord's machinery turn faster. Draw the net tighter and tighter about Fugitive Fred Edwards, alias Isaac Wolfgang. Every the Holman in the city stands satisfied. On the alert for the man answering the description provided on bulletin 66473, wanted for murder. Wanted for murder. Seth Edward Davis Isaac Wolfgang. In every hotel and rooming house in Los Angeles, plain clothes men look through registers. You know a man answering this is good. Hand him a look. No, take that. Let's have a look at your register. Yeah, up the shelf. There ain't no Edwards, Sam. No wolf guy. Yeah, 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 I know. Only I'm looking at every name in this book just the same. I'll see Ellington, Henry. At bus station, train terminal. What's your matter? What's your name? What's it to you? Now listen, I don't want to play any games. What's your name? Oh, you're a cop, huh? Well, her name is Smith, believe it or not. You got identification on you? Sure, I've worked in this bus station for 15 years. Okay, we'll go over and see if they know you. If they do, it's okay with me. Come on, let's go.
Hour after hour at every place in the city where the fugitive might be detective, question people and find no trace of the wanted killer. In the plaza, meeting place for vagrants and clashes, detectives Evans and Lane mingle with the crowd, hope against hope for a glimpse of him.
start walking. Get and don't look around. All right. Walk around the corner of this barn. Here, I'll tell you. Come on. Now, will you tell me what this is all about? I think I saw a pair of hands like that. I don't know. I'm going to find out. Hey, no, I'm going to walk back that way. I'm going to have my gun in my hand and my coat. We walk around the other way and see if we can get behind him. Maybe that way we can take him without having any shooting space. Okay, let's go. There you go, Stephen. There Hang on, find my right with you. Don't worry, I'm kind of all right. All right, you. Get out of your feet and stick out your hands. Yeah, dear. Why are you finna stumping at me like this? What's the name? What difference does it make to you in it? I'm Fred Edwards. Alias Isaac Wolfgang. Right? No, it's not right. No. And you're a twin. Come on and don't start anything if you don't want to get hurt. We don't like tramps like you, and it wouldn't break our hearts a bit to have the pig one flat. You understand? Yes. I Good. See that you remember. Come on, Brody, let's go. Taking no chances of an escape, the officers manacle their prisoner to each with their wrists. Then, secure in the knowledge that where he goes, they go to, they proceed to the police station. There, Detective Klein is notified of the arrest and after a brief series of questions, escorts the prisoner to the little rooming house on East 3rd Street. Calls for the proprietor, Mr. Devlin, and asks one question. Mr. Devlin? Is this the man you know as Fred Edwards? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the one, all right. He lived here in the roommate? Yes, sir. That's all I wanted to know. Come on, Wolfgang. You're going back to the station to me, and you're going to answer a lot of questions. And when you're through doing that, you're going to jail. Until such a time as they get ready to hang you. Because if I have anything to do with it, that's just what they're going to do. Hang you. <laughs> Detective Klein was right. He did have a great deal to do with it. And after a trial, filled with many delays, Fred Edwards, alias Isaac Wolfgang, took the last long walk down death row to pay the supreme penalty, a life for a life. Thank you, Chief Davis. As you listen to these exploits of the police in tracking down criminals, keep in mind that next to the fearlessness and ingenuity of the officers themselves, Probably the greatest factor in their inevitable success is motor car performance. It is of paramount importance to you as a motorist to realize that more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment use Rio Grande cracked gasoline wherever it is sold than any other brand. That the police of so many of the West's greatest cities and counties, Los Angeles, Oakland, Berkeley, Fresno, Santa Barbara, San Diego, Maricopa County, Arizona, and many, many other cities and counties, have specified this police car performance gasoline month after month. You will find Sinclair Motor Oil superior too. Sinclair operates the world's largest refinery where the highest priced Pennsylvania crude is de-waxed, de-jellied, and purified to become Sinclair Pennsylvania Motor Oil. Yet it costs you no more than motor oils that come from inferior Pennsylvania crude. Both Sinclair Pennsylvania and Sinclair Opaline come to you in refinery sealed tamper proof cans. Ask your nearest independent Rio Grande dealer for a free copy of Calling All Cars News, which fully explains our complete new radio schedule. 
Also fascinating stories of screen stars, radio stars, police stories, and special features. And now, in the spirit of this joyful climax to a good year just closing, the Rio Grande Oil Company extends the season's greetings and wishes you all happiness and prosperity in the better year just ahead. Attention all cars, a cancellation broadcast 161 regarding a murder. Suspect in this case is now in custody. That's all. Rose and Chase. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.